Hello and welcome back to a very special recording of a version of the Tani Talks Parsha. Not special in a happy way. This is dedicated to Eli Nishmas, the, the yard said the passing of the second early pregnancy loss that we experienced last year around this time. We did a previous year on perseverance to commemorate the first early pregnancy loss. And uh, this is to commemorate the, the second pregnancy loss that didn't make it. There's a, and we might do one more later on in the year as well. When I was thinking about this Parsha, I was thinking about, actually, the Haftorah was really appealing to me. It was really being directed to me from Hashem. And, I'm, and I kept wondering, I wonder what this Haftorah is. I wonder how Haftorah is. And I look at the Haftorah, and it actually is very apropos to feelings, emotions that we deal with, especially with loss, especially with pregnancy loss, especially with different losses in our life. Let's look at the Haftorah together for Vayera. So the Haftorah is a very famous Haftorah about Malachim Bet, Elisha, the Navi, dealing with two interesting stories, two sad stories in some aspect, but two interesting stories as well. The first story dealt with in the Haftorah is that of the Isha mi b'nei There's a certain woman that was from the wives of the disciples of the prophets, and right away she's crying out. She's upset and she's dejected, and she's downtrodden, and she cries out to Elisha. And we find out that she lost her husband. She has no money. Her children are about to be taken away by the creditor. And who can she turn to? What can she do? So immediately we see that she's already dealing with loss, and she's about to lose her two kids, God forbid, to the creditor. And it really appeals and and really connects to the emotions that we feel a lot of times with loss. We want things to work out. We want things to go the, the right way. And when things don't go the right way, we feel at a loss. We don't know who to turn out to. Who do we cry out to? Who can we talk to? Who could we reach out to? Who is the person that can be a connection for us? So this woman, this and her husband was a disciple of the Prophet, probably a very special person. And she cries out to Elisha. And Elisha helps her. She has one little thing of oil. And he tells her to, to take the, the jugs and borrow a lot of utensils from the neighbors and keep pouring the oil. You could sell it and you'll live off the remainder. And that's what she does. So she sell it, sold it and he took care of her. And that's the, the first point. When, when we're dealing with a situation, you're dealing with a, a tragedy, you're dealing with something difficult, there has to be somebody that we could reach out to. There has to be someone we could connect to. Obviously, it should be a professional in two realms. Number one, it should be a professional of the Judaic realm. It's always good to have a rabbi, a mentor, a role model, a spiritual leader that we could reach out to, that we could talk to. And my wife and I actually have a rabbi, the rabbi in the community we've, we've talked to for many, many Shilas, and, and he knew about our losses, our three losses that, uh, of the babies that didn't make it, even though, we, even though technically the term is early pregnancy loss, really it's just a pregnancy loss, and really it's just a loss, so I apologize for using the word early, but there's a need for a spiritual mentor, and that's a rabbi, and here 
the the person that the the lady in the haftorah reached out to the minashe bananavi she reached out to elisha who was a of course a great spiritual role model who better to reach out to, to one of the greatest neviim throughout the jewish history that of elisha who was the disciple of one of my favorite prophets of course eliyahu so she needed someone to reach out to. Also, I don't know if they had counselors or psychologists at the time, but any loss for any person really needs to deal with a person, really needs to connect and talk it out with someone. I lost my dad when I was nine. I lost my brother when I was 20. And for many years, I don't think I dealt with the emotions. And only recently, this year, I said, you know what? I want to reach out to someone. I want to find a mental health professional. You know, we talk all the time how important mental health is, but I never actually dealt with those losses head on. So I reached out to OHEL, their program, maybe Tikva, whatever it's called, and I found this social worker, a Jewish from religious guy. I only wanted a Jewish from religious guy, and we reach out and we talk like 45 minutes a week, and I find it really helpful. During the holidays when I couldn't talk to him, I'm like, oh man, this is not good. But it's really important for any loss, for anything in life, any tragedy, to talk to someone who can help you. And that's important. That's why there's a wonderful organization, Nahama Comfort, that has case managers who you could talk to every week on the phone. We actually have a case manager we talk to, usually on a weekly basis, but recently she's been very busy with different things. There's also comfort meetings, which happen twice a week, usually in person, but due to the pandemic, they do it on Zoom. We did it for many months, but we find sometimes that hearing people's stories are just very triggering and anxiety-provoking, so we don't do those, but really it's good to do that and it's always good to have emotional support and the spiritual support and we see from the Haftorah of course Elisha was the spiritual support as well and then a second story happens in the Haftorah that I feel also connects to and should be an Aliyah Neshama of the, of the loss we experienced last year at around this time and for all losses and for everyone it should only be uh, a male Yosher and a Nechama and it should be an Aliyah for all the Neshamot so then the Haftorah goes on and talks about how Elisha would travel to Shunem and there was a prominent woman there, and she asked him to stop by, eat a meal, and anybody, anytime he would go through Shunem, when he would when he would walk through Shunem, Shunem, he would stop there, and she said, you know what? She tells her husband, this guy is a holy man. Every time he passes through us regularly, let's give him a place. Let's give him a place to stop. So they make, in their world, attic. They give him a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. Whenever he comes, he could turn there. Interestingly, the Havdil, we actually have two areas of our small house, Baruch Hashem, we love our house, but we have two areas that we actually could have guests. We have a, two beds in the attic, also our attic, which is finished, and last year we put, or two years ago, we put in a railing, and uh, there's nice steps there, there's the office part, and then there's the part with the two beds, and it actually has lights, and it has a window, and it has the bed, and it has uh, a table, so similar lahavda lahavda to what they did here many, 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 many years ago, and of course in our basement we have a pull-up bed also, and we have two cots, but in general it's always good to have an area of your house you can dedicate to guests or anyone that wants to sleep over. Of course, in the winter months, we haven't been able to afford insulating the basement, the putting heat in the basement or the attic, or putting air conditioning in the heater in the basement or the attic. But at least we have dedicated areas. So to hear Shu name, this lady had dedicated areas. Whenever he would come, they would put them in the attic. And and many times he went. And Alicia tells Gehazi, his attendant, summon this woman. What can we do for this woman? What can we give to her? She did such kindness to give me a place in her house. But what does she need? 
She says, I'm okay, I dwell among my people. He says, what can I do for you? Again, Chazi, she has no child, her husband's old, which is a similar connection to, of course, Avraham and Sarah having Yitzchak in this week's Parsha Vayera. So he summoned her and, and he said that she's going to have a kid next year. She said, don't fool me. And she actually had a kid. The kid grew up. Some commentators say he was seven. And he gets uh, a major, major ear head-splitting headache. His head is head. So Elisha says, uh, um, excuse me, the, the father says, bring him to his mother. And the kid, Lola, Lena, which she never knows from such things, passes away. And what a strong connection to what we're trying to commemorate, what we're talking about on this special episode. We should only know from good things, special episodes for happy occasions. But here, also, this woman and her husband are dealing with loss. At whatever point in life, whether the kid is 7, Laura Lena, whether the kid is 19, whether the kid is 27, or, what, or whether the kid just didn't make it at the first few weeks, the first few months, whatever it is, a loss is a loss, and it's tragic, and it's 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 just a terrible thing we should never know from such things and everyone has to deal with their grief in their own ways it's not something that can be pushed over and tell people move on just move on that's it no emotions have a place and they're allowed to be with you forever the founder of Nechama Comfort she lost her child Pesach 24 years ago and every day it still hurts her every day it's still with her it never goes away it's always with you pregnancy loss is always with a person infant loss we should never know from such things is always with a person Child loss, any loss, spouse loss, you know, parent loss, any loss is always with us. And here in the Parsha, we definitely, in the Haftarah, we definitely see loss. So what happens? So she's very aggrieved. She's very upset, obviously, rightfully so. She saddles up her donkey and she runs over to Alicia. The husband's like, what are you doing? You don't visit him except Rosh Chodesh. She says, no, I have to go. She goes and she comes to Alicia. Alicia is not told by Hashem what's going on. She's very upset. She comes, she grabs his leg and... Elisha's like, Hashem didn't tell me what's going on. Let me see what's going on. And she says, didn't I ask for a kid? He sees her soul isn't bitter. She said, didn't I ask for a kid? Why? Why didn't you just leave, leave, leave me? So he tells Gehazi, go, don't talk to anyone. Don't greet anyone. Go, take my staff, put it on the kid. It'll get the kid back. The Gemara, the commentators, I believe, point out that Gehazi was on the way and he could not withhold from himself sharing with people that he's going to revive a child. And he met people and he said, you know what I'm about to do? I'm about to revive a child with Elisha's staff. So Gei Chazi is, the Gemara says, one of the people that will not have a share in the Olam Haba. And other times we see he's also greedy. You know, when when Naaman, the general, was cured by Elisha from Taras, Elisha wanted to do a Kedosh Hashem. I don't want any money. But, but Gei Chazi runs after him and says, no, we do want some money. Totally undermining the Kedosh Hashem. So anyway, it doesn't work. He doesn't get revived. But Elisha goes himself. He lays himself on the child. He prays. He puts his mouth in his mouth, his eyes in his eyes. Literally figuratively or metaphorically trying to revive the child and his prayer works and Hashem allows it. The idea being a lot of times, by the way, miracles have to come through a little bit of a natural way. So it could look for some reason that it was natural. Of course, it's supernatural miracles or miracles, but it has to look like a conduit a lot of times. So like when Moshe split the sea and Nachshon jumped in, it kind of looked like a little way that Moshe was doing the staff, and when when all the, the when all the, excuse me, Makos came, also Hashem made it look that a wind brought the locusts, or that the water turned to blood in certain ways. Hashem a lot of times brings miracles through seemingly natural means. So here too, Elisha's on the child, it almost looks like he's warming up the child, but of course, Hashem is the one involved. So two connections 
to loss in the Haftorah. And we should all be Zolchen that there should be real Tchiyat HaNesim and anyone we lost comes back to us, whether it be a pregnancy loss or an infant loss, we should never know from stitchings, or a child loss, or any loss in our lives, we should realize and we should realize that Emotions are always there, and they're proper to be there, and they stay with us forever. They cannot be bottled up. They, they cannot be swept away. Don't tell anyone enough. Get over it. It's all done. It stays with, and it's rightfully allowed to stay with. The grief is grief is grief. And whatever type of loss, we should always take it with us every day. Try to move with it, but not move past it. Not say that we're going to bury it. It stays with us. And also to remember... It's always good to have an emotional support, emotional connection of like a support group or a mentor or a psychologist or a counselor. Also very good to have a spiritual support, a rabbi, a role model who you could talk to. And we learn these ideas from the Haftorah here from the great prophet Elisha and the, the, the wife of the Nevi'im, the Nevi'im and the Isha Hashunamit. We should only know from good things. We should only share good things. We should only have wonderful things together. And Mashiach should come with the base to make this speedily in our days. May it be today. This has been Le'ilai Nishmas, the second loss we experienced last year around this time. And we should only know from good things. And join us next time as we talk some practical lessons to keep. And I'm your host, Tani.